Hello, this is Trevor Lawrence, NFL's sexiest quarterback. I get asked all the time, mostly by people when they're flirting with me, Trevor, how do you always get your hair to look so sleek and voluminous? Well, it's actually quite simple. First, I wash my hair using only the highest quality of shampoos bred from the purest of goat's milks. Then, I condition my hair for exactly 119 seconds. Then, I blow dry my hair and brush it to the soothing cadence of the podcast of prestige. The spicy takes, the trash talk, and poorly thought out fantasy advice helps keep my lineup in check and reminds me to check my lineups. Now, please, if you can ask your girlfriends to stop staring at me, that would be wonderful. Thanks. Welcome to the podcast of prestige. Hopefully, you're not feeling too good about your team. Welcome to the podcast of prestige. Welcome back to the podcast of prestige. As always, I'm your host, Spencer Chief, aka at Tingo Man. And I am joined by a most radical guest, James, a.k.a. Uh, sorry, I didn't have sleep. <laughs> Hold up, but I forgot your name. The, AK, so radical. A.k.a. at James0470, manager of the Plaid Hipsters. James, yep. how are you doing now that I forgot your I'm, fucking name? I'm, I'm all good. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. A little less nervous than last year, but still, nerves are rumbling. Dude, don't worry about it. If it helps, I did not listen to any of the previous year's episodes at all. Did not take any notes. Did not try Perfect. to give myself any constructive criticism. So get ready for the Always ride, boys. Always be the same. Yeah, Always exactly. Same. Never improve, right? That's what all the guys that we're about to talk about don't do. <laughs> all right. So uh, to start off, I kind of wanted to talk about some impressions that we have this season so far. Players yep. slash teams that have kind of... Yeah. Um, either surprises than that we're happy to see doing well that we expected to do well in the offseason. So, James, I'll let you kick it off. Was there anybody or any team that you're uh, happy with this season? Um, I got to say, because I've got three players uh, from this team, I am loving the the Chargers. They, uh, they've, they've brought me some uh, many points, and uh, I was, you know, just kind of overly impressed with with how stacked they are coming out of the gates. Yeah, the, the Chargers have been one of those teams that have always had really good rosters. It's just for one mm-hmm. reason or the other, they haven't been able to perform. But I think sure. Justin Herbert and maybe the new coaching staff um, has really helped them come up to those expectations that they've had every year. It's like even within the AFC West, you know, it's like the Chargers would be a scary team if they weren't constantly shooting themselves in the foot in some manner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so... Like it, it's really cool to see them do well because I like Austin Eckler, but it's also not cool to see them do well because <laughs> them doing well pre- uh, straight prevents my team's ability to get a Super Bowl. Um, that along yeah. with Fangio, if I'm gonna be honest, but yeah, uh, Chargers doing real really well. Uh, one player that I've been pretty impressed with, and I know you know probably should be because he's the number one overall pick, but Trevor Lawrence. You know, I know the box scores and the stat lines don't really show it. Um, yeah. he seems to be playing pretty crappy if you just look at the stats he's putting up. But if you actually watch him play, he looks poised, he looks calm, he looks comfortable. He's He looks like a natural, and he's making the typical rookie mistakes. I haven't really seen him do anything like really boneheaded stupid, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like a certain... Um, uh, it's like a key. Uh, oh, lock. Yes, that that guy. Um, <laughs> not, nothing like that. Um, not. I probably shouldn't shit on lock too much. You know, he, he doesn't seem like a bad person. But yeah, he did suck as a quarterback. As a quarterback, yeah, no, yeah. he can absolutely eat shit. Um, <laughs> I think if I haven't seen Trevor Lawrence uh, a whole lot this season, I, I, for whatever reason, I'm not getting the games. You'll get to see him tomorrow, um, at least. Yes, yeah, super excited about that. Um, but I do remember his college days, and he was always very poised in the pocket. And he always kind of reminded me of uh, Sunshine from Remember the Titans. <laughs> Long hair, you know, kind of right, surfing yeah. vibe. 
but also just like an arm like a fucking cannon and uh it's really kind of cool to see i you know like is this just beginner's luck kind of rookie rookie inspiration um or is he gonna you know fall flat on his face like so many new excellent college quarterbacks before him you know you, you hope to see that he does well yeah i think the jaguars are definitely not losing games because of trevor lawrence uh no that's pretty much what like him and james robinson and the receiving core honestly like are not the the guys holding them back it's kind of sort of the defense the offensive line and definitely the coaching yeah i think for me as a as a fan of of football um and really kind of diving 100 percent into fantasy this year um I'm noticing offensive lines and defensive lines are making or breaking these games. These like a team will win or lose and die at the feet of their, their O-line. And it's insane. Yeah. It is crazy how much talent can be wasted simply because you don't have five guys that can mesh well as a unit and perform. Right. I don't know. Like surely, like, like if I were a strength and conditioning coach, I would be feeding these guys like 10,000 calories a day and then only ever having them work out. Like I want to see dudes that can rip boulders out of mountains. Like, <laughs> you, you know, you like your O-line should be like, everybody should be six, seven, 300 pounds minimum. I'm talking a center as, as, as wide as a king size bed. And just protect your quarterback, protect your, your your running backs. I apologize if I meme here, but you're talking about a dude like Kelvin Benjamin, but all muscle? No, all muscle, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking Eddie Hall, world's strongest man at his peak, lifting, oh, what, is, what was his record? Like 1,100-pound deadlift, bleeding out of his nose, just insane strength, and it would take like the force of an African lion to knock him over. Yeah. To, to speak to that, like look at Patrick Mahomes, like he yeah. has been throwing more interceptions than he has been in this time of year simply because, well, actually, no, it's not because of its, uh, of his offensive line. It's just more. So luck has finally decided to turn the other way, but his offensive line is definitely making him scramble more. Yeah. And we saw that in the Super Bowl, and they haven't been able to do enough, unfortunately, to replace it because of injuries and the just the moves that they made. I have a friend at work who's a just diehard KC fan. She's she's from the area, so like not a bandwagon whatsoever. Um, still hasn't gotten over the Super Bowl, and every week comes in just kind of in a in a in a sour mood from the Sunday Wait, night. Wait for real. Even yeah, though they just, won it the year before, yeah, I mean, I, like not because of the Super Bowl, just because of how poor they've been oh, playing. Po- like, okay, yeah. What was yeah. it last game? There was like four fumbles or something yeah. like that. They just cost them. Like that shouldn't have shouldn't have happened. Yeah, and now they've got oh, now they've got Josh Gordon. So maybe yeah, they'll well, be okay. We'll see how that goes. But at least you know she's actually seen the Chiefs when they've been bad because. That wasn't too long ago, and they were bad. Uh, she taught her dad. Her parents now live in Florida. Uh, they're they're from Missouri. She said her dad is a huge KC fan and stuck by them for thirty years of just piss poor football. Yeah, there there are a lot of dads like that in uh Texas right now. Mm, That's my dad. Oh yeah, you know Cowboys fans and. My dad saw them at their, has seen them at their worst and has seen them at their absolute best, which is not something I can say for myself. Yeah, I don't know. They, they do look pretty good this year. I'm not sure if they're like win the Super Bowl good, but they could definitely make the NFC Championship. Yeah, you be careful. You're starting to sound like a Cowboys fan. We, we say that every year. Oh, oh dear they're, they're God. They're looking good no. this year. <laughs> but they actually, they actually are. I mean, I just watched them smash the Eagles to bits. On uh, Monday Night Football, which if you weren't watching the Manning cast version of uh, Monday Night Football, like they play uh, on ESPN2, Monday Night Football with Peyton Eli, like you were seriously missing out 
Although, really, if you're, if you're a fan of the Cowboys, uh, like they don't really focus too much on like showing like every single play. But it's Peyton and Eli, okay. l- like reacting to a game live and discussing about all the implications that a game has for a quarterback, and it's super interesting. I think uh, so. So far for the three games or the three weeks of games, I have uh, steered clear of it because I hate Eli Manning with an absolute passion that I don't normally have rage for. Um, his what face you do sucks. for again? What's that? Uh, you're a Cowboys fan, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just just double checking. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've, so I've I've stayed away from it, but it's it's an interesting move to to bring them together uh, to watch a game. I know, you know, Peyton has always kind of loved being in front of TV or, or opportunities to be on television, um, where his voice can actually be heard. So kind of cool to see that happen. Yeah, and they have like uh, different guests on, and they kind of interview them during the game, which is sort of weird. Um, so like with Russell Wilson though, like mm. they, like he was actually like commenting with them. Uh, but apparently Russell Wilson is really wanting to go into, uh, calling games once he retires and he did a really good job actually. I like, I was really happy with the way he was calling the game. That's cool. Maybe, maybe that was a job interview, like an informal one for pretty, him. pretty much. Yeah. He's, he's got a tape on him now. So, all right. So start submitting. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. Let's see him on Monday nights. Right, be better than what they have now, I'm sure. All right, so <laughs> let's let's start going to uh, some trades. So, okay. um, I say trades plural because there was really only one trade in the past week. Um, oh, as for the uh, Phantom Week Three episode, just eight minutes of footage, not really worth putting the time in to edit it. And I don't think you sure like you you guys like I'm sure listening to this like on your way to work or something. And eight minutes that's, that's is gonna be enough. Yep. Yeah, so you know it's kind of. Uh, good for everyone. So uh, it actually still works out, though, because the trade that we did have this week, in my opinion, is a two-parter. So let's talk about part one. We've got Matt and Tanner. Matt gives up Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, Leonard Fournette, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire for Tyler Boyd, Aaron Jones, and DJ Moore. James, how yeah. did you feel when this trade was first made? Um. <laughs> I love seeing Clyde Edwards Hilaire still being passed around like a hot potato. Um, and then I love seeing immediately after he gets traded, he does well. That's just kind of the voodoo doll that exists that Clyde Edwards Hilaire seems to be. Um, looking at, uh, you know, it's, you always kind of wonder what's going on when, when people are trading three or four players at a time. Um, I think, Overall, I like it. Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, you know, I think those are those are solid pickups um, for Tanner. Giving up DJ Moore, that's hard. I have him in my other league, um, and he's got me just a massive amount of points. Granted, it is PPR, um, but he's he's just kind of going off right now. Um, and then didn't he? Yeah, and then Matt kind of immediately traded Aaron Jones. So. <laughs> I think for the most part, we can kind of assume he didn't want to keep him, right? He was hoping to get some leverage uh, maybe on, on the on the next trade you want to talk about. Um, all in all, I think you can probably cut this down to Matt wanting to get rid of CEH, pick up DJ Moore and Tyler Boyd. Um, and in order to do that, he's, he's got to give up. Cooper and uh, and Robinson uh, probably throwing Fournette in there um, as well to, to to solidify Jones. That's probably my thinking on that. Yeah, that, I can definitely see that reasoning. Um, and to speak to DJ more, like you you wanting him so much because uh you know PPR does make a huge difference for receivers. Um, oh yeah, but overall, you know I. I've been sorely disappointed with Allen Robinson this season. And yeah. the sad part is it has nothing to do with him. He's not injured. He's not being really game scripted out. He just isn't a bad offense with a bad coach. And there's really no way out for him unless he just full on divas 
and tries to force a trade with the team. But which we saw how well that went with um, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Granted, it's a different situation. Yeah. I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure isn't isn't the team like owned by the city or something like that? It is. But the interesting thing about Aaron the Aaron Rodgers situation is that he did still win. You know, he still gets to play football this season. And after this season, he is basically a free agent. He is pretty much free to go wherever he wants. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder where he's going to land because you know he's got to have some place in mind. And I'm wondering maybe if there's some under the table, behind the curtain conversations happening at the moment. Yeah, I right now the hot uh, button one is Pittsburgh, but it seems to change every six months. <clears throat> unsurprisingly i am hopeful that he will come to the broncos um (laughs) but i'm not sure if that's going to happen because there's going to be a new ownership situation during the offseason it's going to be hanging over us like an albatross the whole offseason um like i'd be surprised if it was resolved before june honestly um on top of that and that just brings down so many things are we still going to have the same gm i mean maybe aaron Rodgers Mm. has some sort of association with george payton having been with the vikings but payton appears to be respected as a gm but we're probably almost certainly going to have new coaching staff unless something crazy happens and we make a deep playoff run like even if we get in the wild card game and and lose i would not Mm -hmm. blame the payton at all if Fangio were to be fired after that it look a little weird yeah. in optics but I think in the in the long run it would be the right call I if think they won that gonna... game it changes sure yeah of course um you know I think if you're gonna do do the quote-unquote fresh start you got to clean shop and and especially when you're at that kind of level right like You've been around for a while. You, you know, you know, coaches. You know, kind of what your expectations are, as as you know, running this team. I think you're going to want your own guys in there. Exactly. I think Peyton is on a six year contract, but we'll we'll see how that pans out. We'll see how much say he gets into the coaching staff because I'm really interested to see in in seeing who he picked. I really like the roster decisions that he's made so far. Oh yeah. But uh, that's a bit um, off topic. Oh, sorry. What were you? That's say? fine. I was gonna say back to back to Robinson. I think you're right. Um, he's got all the talent in the world to be a superstar, um, and none of the support to to do the the same achievement. Do you think last week's game was Justin Fields sucking or Matt Nagy having the most horrible coaching in the world? I think we all expect Justin Fields to to be. To, to just get out there and do it right, I think Nagy's got too much. He, he's he is making these decisions that that don't don't fly, and I think I, I, we got we got to put it all on Nagy because I mean Justin Fields, you know he's he's fresh, he's new, he's not gonna he needs he needs leadership, he needs support, and he needs like I I don't does he have the the captain on his jersey does he have the c pretty sure he doesn't right so like you know he's he's green he needs some guidance yeah and unfortunately he can't really get get that when dalton's on the sidelines as he's getting eaten alive sure but uh we'll go ahead and move on to the uh second part of this trade we've got matt and evan matt giving Mm -hmm. uh as you hinted uh aaron jones and dj moore for tyler lockett and nick chubb and I actually really liked this trade for Matt. Um, I I think Lockett's a bit more valuable than Moore in uh, standard because he has a better quarterback throwing to him. Not that not that Darnold's been bad at all. Right. I actually have really liked Darnold this season. I'm rooting for the kid. Um, yeah. Even though he's like three years. Well, yeah, he's three years younger than me. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this is still a fair trade. Um, I'm more partial to Matt's side of it, but the, like I would take any side of this. Any day of the week. I think this week at least. I have had a few trades with Evan in the past, and I think I've had one or two with Matt. Um, I think overall, 
this is a trade that benefits both of them. They both got what they were wanting. Um, I'm sure it was more along the lines of one player was more desired than the other, but it, it needed to be kind of a a, a two for two equal across the board for for both coaches to to approve it. Exactly. Yeah, it's the best trades are always a fair the fair trades. Yeah, you like to see it. You know, um, in my my I have an I have another league and. The trades that I'm getting offered in that league, and Evan can vouch for this because every now and then I'll screenshot them. That I mean, they're just offering absolute trash for star players, and and it'll be like three or four trash players for one star player, and I don't know. It's insulting. You know, I'm new to the league. Nobody really knows me. So um, when I see a fair trade go through, it, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion. Feel and you you hope that they they feel like they came out on top. Um, but really with this one, it's going to be a time will tell. And I think, uh, all in all, it's going to be a wash because they both, they both got good players off of it. Yeah. That's, that's a good way of looking at it. If it's going to be, you know, if you look at this and it's like, well, that's basically a wash, you know, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? All right. So let's go into our matchups and, uh, for the record, I was three and two last week and I am 10 and five overall. So I'm looking pretty good. Almost as good (laughs) as my undefeated Broncos. I don't care who they've beaten. They're still undefeated. Undefeated (laughs) is undefeated. That that's, that's honestly how I'm feeling about my fantasy team. I'll take it. Right. Well, yeah, we'll see you next week when we lose to the Ravens by one point. (laughs) <laughs> they somehow always pull it out you know that that tucker kick right well that was well we we, we won't get into that game there's so many implications of it but uh yeah, yeah so our first matchup oh hey look at that we, we got the big guy we got james versus anthony the plaid hipsters yep. at three and oh versus discount belichick also at three and oh so uh james who do you think's winning this matchup I would like to point out that last week I had a similar kind of setup where Sleeper had predicted uh, a less than 50% chance for me to win against Evan. And while he did have some players underperform, I think I'm kind of banking on the fact that the team that I feel like I've drafted and presented each week has a really consistent setup. Um, I'm expecting Tyreek to pop back. I think I think he'll he'll get me some points, and I, I think the rest of of the team is going to perform just just fine. Um, gotta say, trading uh, for Gronk at the beginning of the season uh, was something that I was not a hundred percent sure on. Evan Evan smooth talked me with those sweet little lips of his, and I ended up folding to it. But it, it worked out in my favor hugely. Uh, with him hurt. Uh, you know, I'm not quite sure how I'll go about this, but but right now, I gotta say it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be um, probably the the closest uh, matchup. We'll, we'll probably be playing well into Monday night, both hoping to to pull out the win. Um, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm gonna predict me because uh, I'm a selfish guy, but uh, you know you know I wish wish Anthony all the luck. I think. Two three and O teams coming into week four, going head to head. This is this is where boys become men, and we're gonna we're gonna see whose team is better. All right, all right. So yeah, you are definitely right uh, that you're gonna have to be waiting for Monday Night Football because most of your players are part of the Raiders and Chargers game. Uh, yeah, which is super great for you because that's going to be very high scoring. I where where did I have it? I actually had. Uh, over-unders pulled up. Um, Oh, yeah? What is it? And let's see here. It's at uh, 52 to 52.5, depending on who you uh, bet with right now. Dang, okay. Yeah. So, and plus, like, those offenses have been doing really well. Uh, Raiders' defense has improved somewhat. Um, Yep. But at any rate, you've got three players, three Three, right um but for at, at least at yeah. least three in in that game 
On top yep. of that, Julio Jones is apparently he has a leg leg issue. Um, so we'll have to wait and see if he plays, but I don't really think it's going to matter much. Uh, yeah. James, I think you're going to win pretty handily this week. You think so? I yeah. hate going in so confident, but I appreciate the, the vouch. Yeah. I'm just, uh, sending the, uh, psychic vibes your way. I, I don't, <laughs> this isn't really me sending you positive vibes. The, this is the, the fates, the powers that be, uh, sure. in, injecting me, uh, with the knowledge of the future. Um, by the way, um, please, for the love of God, do not buy stocks and FedEx next week. You'll let, you'll thank me later. <laughs> the fantasy football gods are also well-versed in the stock market. Yeah. Yes. Uh, buy Dogecoin. <laughs> oh, I mean, just live your life with that, that anthem, that mantra. Right, yeah, that, that's every decision I make Buy Dogecoin. <laughs> it's not an either or situation Buy Dogecoin. Yeah. All right, for our next matchup, we've got Andrew, the couch coach, which is actually surprisingly hard to say multiple times over and over again. Uh, a couch two and, coach. Couch coach, couch coach, couch coach. Yeah. Versus Jackson, team suck Mike Ditka, way to steal Justin's joke, uh, sitting at one and two. Now, at the time yeah. of this recording, Jackson is going with an interesting strategy. He's not starting a defense while going up against Mahomes, Henry, and Cup. Uh, he does have Tampa Bay on his bench, but Andrew's RB2, Swift, has been granted a certified starting role if Dan Campbell is to be believed from his press conferences. If Berkeley has one of his traditional big games, which can actually be a possibility at this point, he's been looking better sure. and better each week. Yeah, then, he looks good. Then Jackson stands a chance, but I think Andrew's going to be the one to take the W this week. You know, it's hard to to bet against Patrick Mahomes at this point. Um I think I think he's got a good skill set. Josh Allen also, man. I, in my PPR league, I played against him last week. 45 points. That's insane. Um, and he's going against Houston, which, you know, that that bodes very well for Jackson. Um, it's... Oh, is there a reason, Jackson, that you're not starting a defense? Not sure on the I, strategy. I think on it, that one. it's just like waivers had cleared. Uh, I see. Okay. He might actually have them. Um, yeah, no, it's it's still empty, but he's he's got Tampa Bay sitting there. Um, but wait, you want to pick up Tampa Bay off the waiver wire? But not now. I am confused. Um, oh well, we, we won't <laughs> talk about it too much because. <laughs> I don't have anything written up for it. Um, but honestly, like it's Cooper Cup that I'm scared of now. Like even in standard leagues, he's been a monster. And oh yeah. Apparently, um I don't know if you're one of them half of this league that listens to the footballers, but apparently uh Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup will meet for a uh for breakfast, like before games and shit. Like they are getting tight. Um hmm. and when you've got that kind of chemistry between a quarterback and a wide receiver, and you're seeing on the field, I mean, Cup gets targeted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like there's no tomorrow. Like sure. there's not yeah. going to be a, another football game ever again for them. And Stafford's just like, come on, buddy, get as many touchdowns as you can. <laughs> I will say, yeah, you're absolutely right. Quarterback, wide receiver, bro, bro ship, that is an unbreakable bond. Somehow these guys can read each other's minds and. Uh, when you have somebody as talented as, as Cooper Cup running the routes, uh, it, it's going to be a, a fireworks show. That that's a that's an explosion waiting to happen. Yeah, the Rams have been really exciting to watch this season. Yeah. So for our next matchup, we've got oh God, we've got Evan intentional pounding at two and one versus myself cooking up a storm at two and one. James, why don't you give me your prediction first? I promise I won't cry if you pick me to lose. <laughs> let me let me let me look at this matchup. I've got I've got it pulled up here. Um, so Aaron, uh, Evans got the the new Aaron Jones. Um, it does say questionable by him. I'm wondering if that'll clear. Uh, you've got you've got Waller. I think I've got Waller in my other league. I think that's a solid tight end to to have. You're never going to go wrong with him. Um, Tennessee defense versus the Jets, that's that's a solid matchup. Um, I think Evans got you beat with Kyler Murray at QB. Um, 
I'm also in my other league an owner for Dalvin Cook. Uh, you hope you hope that he starts. I think if if Cook starts, then you've got a real chance of of winning this because um, I think Zeke Zeke has ebbs and flows. Um, he had a really big game last week. I'm I'm not sure if he has the consistency to keep going. I'm a huge fan of him. I I hope that he, you know, runs a train on on uh Carolina, but uh I'm not sure that that he is as consistent as as he used to be 2 to 3 years ago. Um I think it's going to be a a real close game. I've had Calvin Ridley in in years past and and I felt like he was also one that had a high ceiling but a low floor, so kind of a toss up there. Um I don't think Evans tight end is going to do anything for him and um you know, I don't know. Starting right now, uh, it looks like his his lineup is starting uh, the the Bears defense. No, excuse me. Yeah, the Bears defense. And uh, I, I I don't know necessarily if that that'll be a blowout. You know, I think a lot of people in this league like to kind of uh, uh, wave off uh, kickers and defenses, but I think when you're going up in a close matchup. Having having solid choices in both uh, is always a little more comforting comforting than having um, you know just a middle of the road choice there. Uh, you know, and with kickers, I think it's not necessarily a kicker who can kick really far or or um, you know that has like a really accurate leg. I think those are important factors. I think it's also like. What's a team that kicks a lot of field goals? What's you know more opportunities mean more points, um, and so you know I like I like picking kickers based on that as well. Um, I do think if you start Cook, I think it's going to be a close game, but I, I think you can pull it out. Sweet, sweet, yeah, I'm really hoping Cook can start and uh, speak to what you're saying about kickers and defenses like i i am on the anti-kicker train i'm I'm actually against having tight ends as well but that's a conversation for another day i think Um, maybe in chat but you know they they are a position still that you have to start and you Mm -hmm. can't just start a crappy one and expect to win weeks or even the championship um yeah you know having a solid defense rostered is super important to have yeah so uh for me and uh my prediction uh, I was really hoping to get Emmanuel Sanders and the Bengals D because I love going up against Jacksonville, even if it is on Thursday night, which is always weird for defenses. Um, oh, yeah, that's tough. But that didn't happen, unfortunately. Uh, so instead, I'm stuck with the discount versions of each. Uh, Tim Patrick against the Ravens and the Titans D versus the Jets. Um, and yeah, the Jets did just get shut out, but they also went against one of the top defenses so far this season. Uh, mm, yeah. And uh, Evan doesn't really have the discount versions of any player, although he does have the discount version of Tony Pollard. Eh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Easy there. But, uh, just, although Pollard has looked stellar this season. He, he has. He has. Machine. It's, it's crazy. You know, they, they actually have a two-headed monster now, and maybe that's always been the case, and Pollard needs some development. I don't know. Uh, I won't talk about that. Talk about that. This isn't Cowboys cast. All jokes aside... <laughs> Uh, I am going to pick myself to lose again. You're going to lose? Okay. Um, I think we can just finalize finalize that quick matchup with, Evan, start Pollard, man. Go balls deep. <laughs> Dude, just do right. it. Wait, has he gone Pollard now? I haven't. Really yeah, looked. he has him on his Yeah, bench. he does have Pollard. Yeah, dude, put him in your flex, man. You won't. Start over Damon Harris. All right, so next matchup, we've got Justin, Team TM2 at 1-2. and two. Oh, that's cool. Uh, hopefully he stays at two losses for the rest of the season because I love saying that. Versus Kieran, <laughs> the ACL Terrors at 0-3. And, and thankfully, Kieran's name has not been indicative of his team's health though, thus far. Um, in fact, yeah, I, no kidding. I, really love, I really love the matchups for his running backs. I really like Rodgers going up against Pittsburgh, which sounds weird to say, but, I mean, look at the product they are putting on the field. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Sleeper is heavily overrating Jonathan Taylor right now. I mean, fantasy football 
is so much more than real football about what have you done for me lately. Yeah. And Jonathan right. Taylor hasn't done anything for his fantasy owners lately. And in fact, the few bits of the Colts that I've gotten to see, which is mostly on red zone, um, mm-hmm. which is even more uh, scary. It's all Naeem Hines. That's all I see them drill down the field. I've, I've hardly seen Taylor play this season. Um, yeah. And the game log doesn't really show much to dispute that. Uh, I Are do- they using Taylor more in, in red zone? Uh, well, if I'm not seeing him on red zone, then apparently not. Um, then, then again, it's also oh, like, yeah, there you go. usually when you see the Colts on red zone this season, it, it's been for mostly like the bigger plays that they've had where they've gone into the red zone. Okay. Uh, I do hope D-Hop will be able to spring back to form, uh, but if he doesn't, Justin's going to be relying on Kelsey to score pretty much all of his receiver points. Maybe it's a spicy take, but I'm picking Kieran to get his first win this week. Man, that that is a spicy take, I, and, and I think we would all love to see it. You know, going into into week four without a win is is tough. I've been there. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking back to the year that uh, my wife drafted for me and ended up picking, God, I don't know. I think it was like a kicker round one. I don't know. Somebody remind me later. Uh, it was it was a rough year for me. Um, but this is an interesting matchup. Uh, Brandon Ayuk really coming into form. I'm not sure if he's going to be, uh, you know, first two weeks were kind of slow. Is he is he gonna is he gonna produce against Seattle? Time will tell. Um, CD Lamb has has uh, had some some good opportunities. I think for his case, it really helps uh, to have such a superstar like Cooper um, taking away the you know the cornerbacks and the safeties. Opens up a lot of opportunities for him, and opportunities mean more catches. Um, I like both of of their tight end choices. Uh, Higby's a great one. Um, Kelsey, you know. Obviously, big name and tight end. Um, love to see Justin Tucker hook him. Um, I think Joe Mixon's going to have um, a good game against Jacksonville. Uh, you know, just a workhorse overall. He had a really big week one, kind of lower numbers these last two weeks, but um, has potential to pop off, I think. And I, I, I think I am going to lead towards uh, Justin's team, um, I think, with Stafford at QB. Um, CD and and if DeAndre Hopkins is is healthy, I think it's going to be a good week for him. Yeah, that's 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 fair enough. The, these teams are actually pretty close, in my opinion. Uh, and this yeah, one was, I think so, actually pretty hard to write up. Um, but your your wife drafted for you one year, like that okay, was in this league. So I am. Uh, yeah, this was God probably four or five years ago at this point. Um, I'm a nurse by trade. At the time when this, when I was invited into the league, I was still on night shift, and uh, the year that I won, I had like just started nursing uh, career, and so I had a bunch of day shift shifts, and then moved into nights after the draft. Um, so I was solid and had a great team that year. Uh, the next year, I was fully in night shift, and. Uh, Unfortunately, it just didn't work out to where the draft could be on a on a night that I was off, and so I had printed out a list, um, printed out a bunch of like resources of like uh, pick this guy first in this round. If he's not there, then here's like a list of like other guys. Um, and I forget I I am failing to remember who I really wanted, but uh. She, and she did. She did a great job. Otherwise, uh, just the first round pick, she like typed in somebody's name. The, the most important one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and it was a name that that was either duplicated, like like two players have the same name, or spellings were were close. And uh, okay, she ended, up, she ended up picking the wrong guy first, and um, it was it was pretty brutal. After that, I just could never. I think I maybe ended that year um, with three total wins it was pretty pretty embarrassing oof gnarly yeah coming coming off a championship year just not not a great showing all right well at least you, you proved you knew what you were doing beforehand otherwise if you had picked first, that's almost <laughs> yeah. grounds for dismissal in this league oh yeah you, 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 you can you mean but not that hard yeah 
All right, so let's move on to our final matchup. We've got Tanner, the Winnipeg Chicken Legs, versus Matt, uh, the Ferris Kings. Uh, Tanner's sitting at 1-2. and two. Matt is sitting at 0-3. Oh Woof. Woof. I right. don't know that I've ever seen the commissioner this uh, low in week four. I think he's had much better showings in previous seasons. I have, more so in life but, than uh, fantasy football. Oh, hey <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so... <clears throat> oh. Yeah, I had something prepared for this. Whoa, brother! It's brother versus brother. Two teams, one winner. Who's it gonna be? <laughs> that really hurts my voice, so I'm not gonna do it for the whole thing. But uh, oh, I was hoping you'd carry it all the way through. Nah, nah, nah. It's it's uh, really brutal on my throat. Uh, probably smoked too much back in my college days. But uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let me let me give it a shot. Now I'm taking a breath. In this corner, we've got Jackson, Harris, Jefferson, and Cooper with supporting cast. In the other corner, we've got Wilson, Chubb, Hubbard, Lockett, Kettle, Gordon, some guy named Greg Joseph, and the Bengals. Yes, the <laughs> Bengals. Look, even if Odell Beckham doesn't show up this week, I think Matt has a really good shot at getting his first win as well. We're not going to have any uh, winless teams after this week, per my uh, predictions. There you go. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think you're right on this one. Um, I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to get 21 points. Um, he is a rather inconsistent quarterback for me. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, same thing. He did really well last game. Not sure he's going to do as well. Um, Cooper's interesting. Cooper is a phenomenal wide receiver. Uh, and it, it really depends on, on his opportunities. You know, he's definitely one of those that will get, like a 50-yard throw, hopefully a touchdown. Um, and then if he doesn't, he he doesn't, which is which is tough to tough to have. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Kyle Pitts. That's his first name, right, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's all that great. Uh, but, again, tight ends are, are hard to draft anyway. Um, Greg DeLeg, always a solid kicker. Uh, New Orleans against the Giants, I think that's a great defensive matchup. Um, but... Overall, uh, this this is really interesting that Sleeper is predicting only a 36% win for Matt because I think uh, it looks like his team may be tipping the scales a bit to his favor. Yeah, the the percentage predictions for Sleeper, in my opinion, really wonky compared to their score projections because like, some, some of their score projections, like you can see, like, you know, this is maybe what they average, you know, throughout the season once you right. get are able to tally everything up. But they're like, I agree with you. Like, Matt has a way higher chance than 36% to win this, um, mm-hmm. even if I don't factor in my own opinion of their players. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to our penultimate segment. We've got our studs of the week. So last week, um, last week meaning week two, um, or mm-hmm. actually, no, 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 I did post in the chat. Never mind. So this is including week three. Uh, I decided to listen to Matt and try to swing for the fences, go to balls to the wall. And uh, my studs of the week that week combined for a total of 7.2 points. So, um, you know, this is a uh, evolving segment. I've been tinkering with the formula, ignoring Matt's opinions on everything uh, that I say <laughs> about these players. Uh, and, you know, it's... It's still evolving. It's in its cocoon. It's metamorphosizing into a beautiful segment fly. Um, but at any rate, um, my definitions of stud may change from week to week. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just picking players that I like that I think are going to do well this week and well maybe yep. relative. So just keep that in mind. So All right. <laughs> that being said, my first pick, we're not going to have to wait too long to see if he has done well because he's playing tomorrow night. And that is Jamar Chase. I saw a very interesting stat on Reddit today. You may have seen it. I don't know if you uh, are a Redditor or not. But apparently, Jamar Chase is the only player in the Super Bowl era with a 30-yard receiving touchdown each of his first three career games. And tomorrow night, he's playing against the Jaguars. So, I mean, you know, I don't want to be chasing points or, in this case, touchdowns and say that he's going to get another 30-yard touchdown. But why the hell not? It's the Jaguars. Why the hell not? I'll give yeah. him a 30-yard touchdown. And honestly, I'm going to – I think he's going to get a total of 198 yards. So that's about 25.8 points. 
Okay, boom. I was gonna pick Jamar Chase as well as, oh, yeah. as one of mine. That's a that's a solid pick. Cool, cool. All right. Well, maybe you'll uh, like this next one even more, uh, depending me. on your definition of stud. So, uh, Minnesota has a pretty tough matchup ahead of them, and mm-hmm. they haven't really been impressing lately. So they're going to need to use every weapon they can to beat them. And I think Justin Jefferson is going to be the man to benefit the most. Now, the Vikings are a curse. You have to keep that in mind, folks. So I'm afraid he's going to come just (laughs) one yard short of a century. But hey, 90 yards, touchdown, that ain't bad. 15.9 points for Mr. Jefferson this week. That's a a solid stud pick. Do do you uh, have any uh, other, other studs that you can think of off the top of your head? Don't. Yeah, I do. I think yeah. um, I think Tyler Higby's going to be uh, a, just a, a big presence in in the LA uh, Cardinals game. Uh, I think he'll probably have. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be two touchdowns, but he'll be he'll be low yardage. I'm thinking like sixty yards. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. I've got. I think. Uh, Josh Allen's going to have another fantastic game, um, really bringing Jackson's team up to a, to a comparable level. You know, I think going against Houston, uh, you know, maybe he's going to have a extra five hour energy under his belt or something like that, and he'll he'll be slinging for. I'm I'm predicting. Uh, let's do let's do 370 yards on that. Hell yeah. I, yeah. I can dig that. As long as Kyler Murray gets more, because I'm going against... I have Kyler Murray in another league. I'm going up against Josh Allen. Actually, no, I might, I'm going up against Patrick Mahomes, so uh, double more so, please. Like, yeah. Like, Kyler get 400 yards. But, yeah, those, those are those are all great pit, great picks. Wow. Ugh. Uh, oh. It would be great pits if you had chosen Kyle Pitts, but apparently that's Hey-o. never going to happen. Well, uh, James... All good stories must uh, come to an end, but yours is going to come in, come out on a high note, I hope, because it's time for our favorite final segment, the Pep Talk. Okay. So look up your team, down, player by player. Look at them. Tell, tell them what they need to hear to smash tires this week. All right. Or whatever it is they make um, middle schoolers do these days. I think they make them... Uh... Uh, they make them take a bunch of tests and uh, life sucks for them, unfortunately. Jeez, dude. I was talking about like the football stuff, not the lame school oh. stuff. <laughs> I had to take tests well, and shit, too. Uh, yeah. Never mind, then. Um, looking at my team, Herbert, you've got two other players uh, along with you on your team, on my team. Utilize them both. Really just, just picture where you need to go. You know, get Eckler in that passing game. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have a long week to rest, to practice, to be healthy, and then get that little questionable cue right next to your name off. Eckler, be, 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 be built. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be tough. You gotta get low to the ground. You're gonna hit them harder, and they're hitting you. Hold on to that ball. Get in the end zone. Kareem Hunt, um, I think I'm gonna start you. If I do, hit them hard, smash them heavy, score those touchdowns. Tyreek Hill. Brush that last game off. It's all good. Mahomes is passing to you. He's slinging to you. You're going to catch it. You're going to hold on to the ball, and you're going to go, let's 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 do 190 yards. I need to see a couple touchdowns under that. Allen, already heard it all. You're going to, you're, you're going to stay fast. You're going to stay low. You're going to jump high. You're going to have tight hands, and, and, and we're just going to have a great day. It looks like we've got predicted weather, cloudy with a chance of sunshine. I think that's a beautiful time to play. Um, Andrews, Baltimore, you know, I think, think they're not utilizing you. Make your presence known. Get out of the blocking stance. Get on that line. Run those routes. Going to do well. Jamar Chase, we've already predicted you're going to be a stud. Make us Nostradamus. Make us, make us correct. Carlson, um, you know, Justin Tucker set, set a, uh, set a record last game. I think you can, you can break it this week. Let's see. 67 yards and I want to I want to see it fly through there. Buffalo going against Houston. Smash them, eat them, rip their face mask off, tear up the ball, tear up the field and then leave. Go back to New York. Well, maybe Done. don't do the face mask part cuz that would probably be a penalty. No, I, I yeah, well, yeah, I'm in like in the locker room. 
Just absolutely destroy them. Just invade the locker room, tear off all the face masks. Uh, vandalism. I'm talking destroy now the city of lost. Houston. <laughs> all right, that's that's great, gonna, man. That's are, great. Are you gonna do yours? Let's hear yours. Oh, you want me to do one? All right, cool. I want to hear right, one. Cool. Let me get my uh, team pulled up. Let me get my uh, <clears throat> my chops ready. All right, Tannehill. It's been a rough start, but hey, you got the Jets. You know who sucks? The Jets. Cook, <laughs> buddy, you know what? I know you've fallen for the QAnon stuff. You have resisted the vaccine, and you even have the Q next to your name right now. Boom. But you remember, Mr. Buddy, I've got Alexander Madison. It doesn't matter to me if you end Ooh. up getting called out. If you're a game-time decision, I'd just swap him right in like I did last week. Carson, Carson, oh, my God. Boy, do I love you. You're like getting me 13 points guaranteed every week. You're killing it for me, man. <clears throat> Everybody loves you. Mike Evans, Mike Evans, dear God, have you been awesome through the years. I know you're going to get another 1,000-yard season, not just because there's 17 games this season. But, man, <clears throat> I, I know Brady's going to be feeding you that ball as he destroys his former team this week. Patrick, Timmy P., Dude, buddy, that pass he caught last week, mwah, oh my god, it was beautiful. Watching Teddy throw it, mwah, I was surprised he could do it, but he can. <laughs> Darren Waller, uh, I know you play for the Raiders, man, but dude, you, you can do well this week. You got it, and then I think you've got uh, another week that you can do really well, and then, I'm sorry, in two weeks you're going to need to crap the bed for me. And Javante, Javante, <laughs> I see you, Javante, finally getting this goal line carries. And, hey, it's okay you fumbled the goal line. All great running backs fumble at the goal line eventually at some point in their careers. And, buddy boy, you got yourself a touchdown to make up for it before you even did it. That's how great you are. Matt Gay, look, dude, I know everybody makes fun of your last name, but I'm not because you play for the Rams. Titans, defense. I can't believe I'm doing the Tannehill defense stack. That doesn't actually really matter for points or anything. But, I mean, the Jets did uh, give up five sacks and was it two interceptions last week? Yeah, that's yeah. right. It was two. Uh, and they gave up four interceptions the week before. Personally, I would have preferred the more interceptions because those can lead to pick sixes, which we have yet to get to this season. But, hey, I'll take what I can get. Uh, it is a home game for the Jets, though. Uh, does that matter? Well, Probably doesn't, but hey, uh, that uh, will do us for this week, I think, unless, James, you've got anything else you want to add? Yes, sir. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. You're, you're very welcome. Thanks for thanks for coming on, man. It's been great. Uh, so we'll have a lot to talk about next week, especially the Broncos beating by Ravens by one point. And we will see you <laughs> next time on the Podcast of Prestige. Peace. That was the podcast of prestige. Thank you for listening, but now the show's over. Unplug your headphones. We'll see you next time.